follow the buzzard. I think Ray wants to go to uh, one of the Comic Cons. I'm not sure if it's Liverpool or Manche Manchester. Yeah, but she's uh, talking because there's somebody there that she wants to see. She was freaking out the other. I don't know. I, I forgot now because I. Helen Bonham Carter. I, I don't know because she was freaking out about. No, it's not Helen Bonham Carter. Do you know she's my um, weird crush? What's weird about crushing on her? I, I know, but some like uh, she's fucking fit. She is, but there's some people who just don't like it and stuff like that. I said she is my like proper like weird celebrity crush. I that's I a have, weird like, crush. I've got a weird crush. My weird crush would Go be on. Sarah Sarah Milliken. And oh yeah, that is a, yeah, yeah. I can relate to that. I would as well. <laughs> it's a weird crush, but it's it's because she's funny and she just literally just. I am attracted to that. She's a cake pigeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember she was on the show and she said, "I'm not lonely. I'm not lonely." Is she the co- is she the Cockney one, is it? No, no. she's from the that accent. From... No, she's Geordie. Oh, Geordie. No, I don't know where I got Cockney from. Yeah, Geordie. I know what you mean now. You could say. Um, I, I tell you. Is it, I tell you whose wife is bloody fit. Um, what's her name now? Uh, David Mitchell's wife. Uh, oh, oh, Victoria. Um... This is Victoria Mitchell. Fucking yeah. hell! Off uh, only connect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello there, and welcome to the Geeky Dad Strike Back, Season 2, Chapter 12, Judge Dredd. I am the law. I am your host, Ian Duffy, and this week I'm joined by Mike Shelshire. Hey! And Craig Edwards. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Finally, he said howdy, 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 instead of bloody howdy, howdy, because I was just and, uh, doing my head in. I just felt like doing it three times this time, so I knew you'd be happy. Yes, of course, it, it triggers. Okay, uh, how how's everybody been? How you been, Mike? I'm good, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm fine. How about you, Craig? Yeah, good. Excited for, I would say, the 7th of August, because obviously that's when I go Disney Paris, but I'm kind of more excited for the 6th at the minute, because that's when... A massive anime is about episodes going to drop. So, can't is wait. Is it the last episode of it? Attack on Titan, by any chance? Is it balls? No, oh, the one it is, isn't it? It's um, an episode of One Piece, and it's um, where Luffy goes into Gear 5. So, um, apparently, as well, uh, they've been collaborating with Warner Brothers. Because a lot of um, his abilities for Gear Five is kind of like Toon Force, so oh, no. they've been. That was that. That was that flying over my head. I have no idea what's going on about. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> well. They've been collaborating with uh, with 
one of them is Looney Tunes for the sound effects and stuff as far, from what I know. Oh, really? Yeah, for that. Cause, um, that is fucking awesome to be Because uh, obviously... <laughs> Genuinely. Because like I said, it's, it's basically, it's power is basically, like, it's like Toon Force power, yeah, like yeah, I said. Yeah. So, uh, like, um, some of the scenes that he does, you can just see, like, where so, uh, like, the Wily Coyote gets smacked on the head or something, he flattens down, or any of the characters that happens to Luffy, he looks like an, an accordion at one bit, so you can probably obviously see the accordion sound effect or something coming out of him but like I said um, just got to see how that happens on the 6th of August I'm sure when we do the next when we get back from uh, Disneyland you can uh, tell us all about oh I sure will (laughs) yeah I'm actually quite excited to know what Disneyland Paris is like because it's like the poor man's Disneyland isn't it well the last time I went was when I was 15 with school but like I said it it has obviously that's twenty years ago, and it's apparently got a hell of a lot better. But it's it's decent enough. A lot of people still go to it, and so, like I said, do you remember when they used to call it Euro Disney? Yeah, they did, didn't they? <laughs> they were on about bringing one to England, weren't they? Yeah, I won't be, but I don't think they could get the land that they wanted, like because it was like going to be huge. It's so. Like, uh... Well, there's not that much land in the UK. I know. So. I was going to say, where do you fucking put it? Mm. Yeah, well, a uh, little fun fact. So my cousin, uh, well, uh, I'd say it was third cousin. So it's we have the same great grandparents. So it's my grand. So it's my dad's cousin's daughter, uh, Rosemary. She was one of the first uh, people to be hired for Euro Disney when it first opened. She was in that scene, the Echo. Wow. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, um, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, cool, but yeah. Cool, cool. Well, fun fact. Uh, I remember. I think I remember going into me auntie. Going into I me feel Terrible that we're just fucking with Ian's ADHD on. <laughs> 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 well, let's stop doing that. Um. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I always remember going into me auntie's house. She had a photograph of it, like a promo photo with her in it, like in a, in a Euro Disney jacket. So there you go. Uh, nice. Yeah. Well, like I said, a lot of it's changed now. And like I said, it's got quite a lot of stuff there. Like, uh, obviously, it's got all the Marvel side to it now and that. So, and the Star Wars bit. So, does it actually have a Star Wars bit? Yeah. Um, let me get up and see what it's called. I've seen shit tons of like, videos of the one in, um, where is it? Um, Florida. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen. Yeah, I've seen loads of videos of like that. So you got the actors got, are brilliant. You got Star Wars, mm. Hyperspace Mountain. Welcome yeah, to support. Oh, sorry. Welcome to Starport, a Star Wars encounter. Mm-hmm. Star Tours: The Adventures Continue. Although I might have to ride that like fifty times because apparently it's got like fifty different versions of it. Like you go around, so you it, you're in like a. A transport ship, um, and it just takes you around. There's there's like fifty different scenarios of you being chased or dodging and weaving in and out of stuff. One thing I I do like love about what Disney do is they've got loads of entertainment that goes on in between you walking around. Yeah. So people slow down, so the queues don't seem as long. It's like. That is incredibly clever. They need to do that in mm-hmm. fucking Alton Towers because in Alton Towers they've got shit all that goes on. You just 
fuck around. You get in a queue. You have to wait for two hours in fucking heat. And like nearly die. And then you finally get onto a freaking ride and it goes around for like two minutes. I don't know what they'd have going around the fucking Alton Towers. <laughs> the... oh, I, I mean, I love the ride in Alton Towers, but like there's literally nothing else. Like there's nobody like... Last time I was there, I think there was a guy doing bubbles. I was like, <laughs> is that it? <laughs> like, is that what you do to entertain the kids? One of the rides at uh, this Disneyland in Paris as well but, um, is a Spider-Man ride. And you, you're in front of like a 3D screen in front of you that tracks your hand movements. And um, it's obviously got the new Spider-Man Tom Holland. And you've got to do like the, uh, the web shooting things with your fingers. And it tracks that doing it. And every time you do that with your hand, like knock it forward, it shoots a web onto the screen, and you've got to web all these ro- little, like mini robots up and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> Try pulling your cock out and see if that works. I uh, will be tossed <laughs> out the back. <laughs> maybe on the last. Maybe yeah. on the last day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> crashed and burned then that didn't. Um... What did he say? <laughs> I said, then they'll take, then they'll ask you to leave the park. Probably. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? You know, I've never been to Euro Disney. I have been to uh, Disneyland, Disneyland in Anaheim in California. Went there when it was seven. Um, oh, the other I, shit. The other, the other shit, Disneyland. That's Disney World. That. Yeah. Disney no, that's World. Disney World in. Um, Florida Disneyland was the original, so that's in, in Anaheim. So I went over a few days. I went to their um, Universal Studio, <laughs> and then we went to um, San Francisco. Went to Alcatraz, <coughs> which for a seven-year-old was quite boring. I've been the Florida one. Uh, yeah, I can't really imagine like kids enjoying going to see Alcatraz. Actually, also, it was really boring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. This is a prison. This is like only two people ever escape from here. Was there? I always thought it was only just one. Two people escaped. One of them died on the <laughs> the attempt. <laughs> he escaped. No, he just he just died. <laughs> Did drown or get eaten by sharks? Drowned. Okay. Um. Oh, what was it? Yes, but um, but they had the Star Tours there, so I think I must have made my mum go on that ride about ten times. So the entire time we were there, I just kept like going on there every, like every morning, then every you know, at the end of the day, every day for like, a few days that we were there. Um, what else? I remember getting my head stuck in the bars as well. You no know, waiting for the uh, the monorail to take us in the first day. My head, head stuck through the, the bars. You, you you were like, I'll just stick my head through the bars. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was quite your massive. Your massive frigging ears just stopped you from going back again. I don't know how I got back out, but yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. So, um, has anybody been watching anything new? Anything we want to talk about? Yeah, yeah, I've been watching The Bear. It's really fucking good. It's What's it literally, about? it's literally just about someone setting up a um, a restaurant in New York. 
he's actually a very well trained chef. So he's he's worked under like Michelin star chefs, but he gets le- left um, a restaurant by I think his uncle, um, and he when he first goes in. Um, everyone's stuck to the like guns they're like we do not change anything and he's like michelin star trained and he's like well no i want to change this and i want to change that nobody likes it then he brings in another chef who's a female and she's well trained as well and everyone hates her and at first there's lots of like sort of like infighting going on but eventually it starts like to work but then lots of fuck-ups happen i don't want to sort of like spoil too much but it's it is absolutely brilliant and as someone who's worked in something similar to that i can see it is very factual like it's that is what it's like in them sort of places like some days some days are good some days are bad some days you will you'll feel like killing each other. Uh, it's good. It's really it's really good. It's fantastic. I mean, I have seen it's been suggested to me for like absolutely weeks on end. Um, so I will eventually get around to watching it. Uh, but yeah, it's on your list. Craig, what about you? Well, I've been watching. Um... Well, I've already finished it because it's only five episodes. Because uh, it's part one of season three. It's um, an anime on Netflix called "Record of Ragnarok," and oh, okay, what's that about? it's brilliant. It's basically um, the gods versus humans. So basically, all the gods from like all different religions, like Greek, Roman, Hindu, even Christianity and stuff like that, have all come mm-hmm. together. Basically, I think I'd like this. Uh, basically, Coma said, "Is it time to?" Wipe all the humans out. I think they try, I can't remember the beginning of it. Um, and it was something like a thousand years ago, decided uh, and they voted no, but this time they voted yes. But the humans have a chance to fight and they have a tournament, so it's the first okay. one. I think it's, I think it's like to have what um, the, the one who wins seven matches first what, is the winner. Craig, what did you say it was called? Record of Ragnarok, but okay. it's a so, but like it's all against like people from. All the humans to use um, Valkyries. The Valkyries want to save the humans, so they join up with the humans to get and they transform into a weapon form, basically, or something like that. So, um, and I'm not being funny. It sounds bad what I'm going to say, but this show makes you fall in love with Jack the Ripper. I have never wanted to be more familiar with because Jack the Ripper is one of the humans who fights for the humans. They bring Jack the Ripper into it, and oh my god, he is fantastic. <laughs> but okay, um, I mean, th- 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 this sounds well up my street. I'm it is this. absolutely, it is really good. Um, like I said, but, like, it's called Record <clears> of Ragnarok. <throat> uh, it is absolutely fantastic. You need to give it a watch. Like I said, um, so is it a live action show or is it an sorry, is it's it a live shows? No, it's an anime. Okay. Um, yeah, anime. Um, I'm reading the manga as well at the minute, um, so I just want to read that and get further into it. But um, like I said, it, and it, like I said, some of it I don't know if all the humans that they brought into it, some of them are re- if they are true or not. Some of them, but obviously mm-hmm. everyone knows about Jack the Ripper, so he is. But some of them yeah. could be. But like I said, the, um, obviously they've all been exaggerated and stuff like that. 
But mm-hmm. it, yeah, it is really good. It is like I am literally going to watch that because that sounds well up my street. It is. It's, <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. Um, like I say, you should just give it a watch. Like, um, like one of the humans for it is um, who fights for the humans is Adam. You know, like Adam and Eve. And it's Adam. Okay. Like I said, it's Adam um, for you. Like I said, but you need to give it a watch. Like I won't spoil who wins and stuff like that or who loses, but in the matches mm-hmm. so far. But uh, like I said, it is good. It is really good. I need to um, apologise because last week I said that the second series of Good Omens was going to come out on the 27th of that month. Yeah. It didn't. It comes out the 27th of this month. So it's false advertisement, really. Yeah, I, apo- I, uh, I apologise, but it's uh, so it's like two weeks. Well around two weeks since we've been recording actually yeah. i shouldn't say that should i it's no. it's coming <laughs> soon on the 27th of the 7th is is when it's it's due out yeah yeah it's due out i i, I apologize well i got dead excited and i went to watch and it wasn't there and i was like oh i fucked up uh, what was like? uh right so i so you know how you go on facebook and the suggest you know you get ad, you know adverts for Amazon that's suggesting things that you might want to buy like the complete series of Quantum Leap. You know, like it's often. I don't think I don't think I don't think I've ever had that. Really? Uh, I yeah, and, I, and I, I I like Quantum Leap, so like. Hmm. So when I so for about past few weeks, <laughs> this one this this random like BBC miniseries keeps getting. Um, suggested to me and just, just give a bit of like history. I mean, I've from Amazon out there recently. I bought the 1977 um mini of Count Dracula. Um, it's one of my favorite, it's it's basically the, the mini series that got me into reading Dracula, and I've read it every year since um 11 years old. Uh, so I remember watching that like in 1993 around Easter, it was, it was repeated on BBC Two and. I finally, after years of tracking it down, I managed to get a, a physical copy of it. Anyway, so uh, Amazon was showing this. I did a show called The Nightmare Man, and I kept thinking, what's this? So, like, I say one Monday morning, um wasn't working, so I, I, I started to, you know, like, just put it on YouTube, because you find a lot of old, um, you know, like a lot of old BBC shows, find the way onto YouTube, but I couldn't find anything. I found a review of it and it actually looked really good. It's a rare, so it was, it was really, it's never been shown on, it's never been shown on, the BB, on TV since, but was uh, premiered in 1981 in May. Uh, it was a four, it was like from the people who made Doctor Who and it was a rare, it was a four part miniseries about a, a small Scottish island and there's a, you know, the, it's basically, it's a sci-fi horror. I won't give it away. Um, so, after, um, it's based on a book called The Child of Vaginoi. Um So it's um, it's 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 a 1981 BBC horror. So you know, it, 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 it it's made by the same people who did you know the original Doctor Who series. Um, yeah. It's got Lilia Imry in it, and she played. Um, She's been in loads of things, but she played Conor McLeod's girlfriend. You know, when he, before he became immortal in the original How the Highland. How did you find this? I just honestly, I, I just kept it kept getting suggested to me on uh, Amazon. 
So I end up looking up and it took me about two days, but I managed to find a copy of it to watch. And um, you know who's in it? Um, many listeners, I mean, are, are like are basically like my age, might know of this. Uh, Same like Mike, you'll definitely know this, but have you ever heard of something called um, Bread? Yeah, TV yeah, show, yeah. the cool one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So one of my Brett, friends actually used to live in one of the houses they recorded. Uh, so did me, which one? My auntie lived in Billy's house. Um, I can't remember which house it was, but when I visited sometimes, like if they were recording, we all had to go upstairs while they were recording. And they only used yeah. the front door. They'd just literally walk in and out the front door and everything else yeah. was on set. But uh, mm-hmm. they'd get paid like um, for each time that they like used the front door, they got, got like 40 quid, which was a lot of money I mean, back then, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I, I'm sure the, well, I'm sure I'm, I like next time I see her, I'll have to ask me, Auntie. Um, because Cause it, it backed onto that, the tracks, didn't it? Like that street backed onto where the railway went past. Um, yeah, so it was right. Yeah, so because if you think about where the streets were, you've got the, you know, got the Otterspool docks, you've got the big docks where we have the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. mail sort and center. This is back in the 80s and not there anymore. But it was like a big sheer rock face then, wasn't it? So, yeah, 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 yeah pretty much. It was high, uh, high walls, high you know, yeah. fence with spikes on them. That's what I remember. I say, I say, one of my friends used to live there. Um, oh well, well, he moved from Runcorn to there, and we would mm. visit them quite often. And yeah, it was mad. The yeah. film uh, literally just like there was a, a couple of times. I think it was like two times I was there, and mm. like ushered upstairs. Like you have to go upstairs now. The recording. So, yeah, yeah uh, interesting. Yeah, so the the dad, you know, Freddie Boswell. Um, yeah, he was. Uh, he, he he had a, a part in this uh, in this nightmare man. But yeah, um, it's you know, it, I think the DVD on Amazon costs about fifty pound. Uh, the cheapest I've seen it is about eighteen. That's on CX because it's out of print now. So um, I managed to track it down elsewhere, obviously. But. Uh, if you ever get a chance to see it, you, you can find it in the deepest, darkest sides of the internet or want to pay £18, I'd recommend it. It's absolutely... It was brilliant. I really love to read the book. I think a, a copy of the book costs about £50 because that's out of print as well. Um, but yeah, to go, it's the book's called The Child of Vaginoy and the TV adaption is called Nightmare Man. So that's what I've pretty much been watching. Oh, and that, and I've been watching... Um, I've been binging uh, 911 Lone Star on Disney+, Plus, which I absolutely fucking love. Uh, it's just it's it, it's good and it's just bolstered the ball and the same some of the episodes so yeah it's uh, quite entertaining and just for anybody who wants to know what the name of the street that bread was filmed in it was Ellswick Street at Ingle and I will ask my auntie because I'm pretty sure my dad always told me that they the production team bought the house off my auntie yeah and I mean like as I say um, they would only use the front door of the of my friend's house and mm. Apparently they shot all around Liverpool, but like yeah. that that particular street was the front doors. <laughs> it's very um. Oh, it's interesting, but it was a terrible show. Yeah, I liked that. It was, I used to love. I used to look forward to watching it when I was a kid. But it was like on fucking it was on... neighbors and like Emmerdale. It, it's just I will knock them. I don't like soaps. I th- I just think they're boring. I used to love neighbours when I was a kid. I can't stand them. 
that thing that came on before you cartoons came on. What was that? That thing that came on before your cartoons came on. I wish if it would be shite. No, neighbors was usually after the cartoons. No, they did too. News. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, oh sorry, they come on after, didn't they? So they do yeah. one in the morning around about ten a.m. They do a re-showing around about five. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you just no, ruined ruin my day. Just stop my cartoon for your shitty show. Well, not really. It was just before the six o'clock news, so that's when you switched over to BBC and watched like one of the sci-fi shows. Yeah, well, I could have got, I could have got another half hour of cartoons. Well, you know, kids. You know, we we weren't as lucky as kids are today because when we, you know, when we were kids, it was yeah, two, ch- yeah, either Saturday mornings, and you had like two channels to choose yeah, from. Like, there, was there wasn't BBC really, yeah, exactly. Someone was shutting off my cartoons, and like so they could put adult programs on. It's like fuck off. There wasn't any other choice. And they had to go... That, that's when you went out and played outside. Because mm. there was shit all else to do. Sure. Go, if you was a boy, you would have had uh, nothing else to play that, with. No, saying that, I had... Well, I had computers since I was mm. uh, four years old. And I had a computer, so... Could play on my computer. Uh, I was gonna say, yeah, but just going back, just quickly going back to Neighbours... Um, I remember watching, I think it was on like Pick TV or something. Um oh, a year, year or two ago. I have no so I've, idea I've what Pick TV is. What is Pick TV? I think just like I think it's like a free view channel. Don't watch it, that. Was it, was it like a cable channel? I think it was well, it's not cable, it's like a, just a digital channel now. Cable doesn't exist. I've never heard of that. See the sky. But yeah, it just used to show cable like and old... Sky came out around about the same time. So Yeah. Um, B Sky B came first, and then that obviously became Sky. But mm. I think Cable came out with um, what was it called? Now um, they bought Virgin out, didn't? Well, Virgin bought them out. Oh, it was a uh... genuinely my yeah, brain. Boxes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you can um... you can still find them in some places. You can still actually see the boxes. Was it N... NTL? NTL. NTL. Yeah, yeah. It was NTL, NTL and then it was cable yeah, yeah. and it was cable and something before that. Oh yeah, yeah. It was cable and and it had a little world symbol. That's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, We're uh, old. <laughs> we are old. But when I was watching, I think I was what you know, you you, you was what I'd watch um I'd watch bread. And then you'd see like parcel through you recognize like a, a lot of it was like shot up. You know, me, a lot of my family lived in the dingle, so yeah, I'd always yeah, recognize yeah. some of the roads. But I think the one of the things that really stuck out to me was um, when Billy, the youngest, went to get money out of a cash machine. But it was one of those I, cause I remember cause in the Runcorn shop city where we grew up. Uh, I think it's the Royal Bank of Scotland, and I remember it distinctly because they had like a perpex screen that used to like lift. Before you could yeah, use the machine, yeah, I remember that. And it wasn't, and I think I don't know if it was just what my you parents called card, it. You put your card in first, and then the screen would lift. And this card, the card reader was separate, so you'd put your mm. card in, and then the screen would lift. That way, it couldn't get dirty. Why don't they do that now? I don't know. That is, it, was fucking, it was fucking genius. 
Yeah. Probably because people could break them quite easily and cost a lot. But it was brilliant for hygiene because the only way you could touch it was if you put your card in first. Yeah. That's a fair point. But, um, what was I going to say? Right. Now, my pa- I don't know if this is something my parents used to say, but they used to call it the hole in the wall and used to call it the, the uh, cash machine. It always used to be, yeah, obviously, yeah. sitting next to the hole in the wall. Was that something that well, your parents used to use? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got a story about this. I my, still say hole in the wall. My uncle used to yeah. be a taxi Yeah. My mm. uncle used to be a taxi driver in Liverpool. Um, he was a black cab driver. And a guy jumped into the back of his taxi and he was like, I need you to take me to the hole in the wall. And he was like, oh, okay. So he took him to like the nearest cash machine. Um, and the guy was like, why are you stopping here? And he went, well, you said you need to use the hole in the wall. He said, well, no, the hole in the wall pub. And there is literally a pub in Liverpool called The Hole in the Wall. <laughs> that is amazing. And he was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so That's he had to quite, sort of like reimburse him a little bit. <laughs> That's amazing. That's absolutely Oh, no, there's, there's a better story, though. Um, same uncle. He's a bit thick, to be honest with you, this uncle. I uh, hope he doesn't listen to this. Um he won't. Um, but there was one time as well in Liverpool, they started renovating all the streets and like sort of like bring them up into like better. So in Bellevale, they started renaming mm-hmm. all the closes um, and doing them up and like doing all the houses up and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and he was in the taxi, at, well, driving the taxi, and the guy jumped in and he was like, um, can you take me to such and such street? And he went, I don't know where that is. And he went, well, it's um, it's in Bellevale. And he went, yeah, I, I live in Bellevale. I don't, I don't recognise that name of that street. You might, you might want to maybe jump in another taxi. Then he got home. And he said to his wife, I had this guy in the taxi today, and he asked me where this street is. Um, and he said the name of the street, and she said, it's the street you fucking live in, you dickhead. They changed the name of the street, and he didn't realise. (laughs) (laughs) The original Uncle Dave. (laughs) Not my word. Fuck it up. (laughs) I hope he doesn't listen to this. (laughs) Okay, I think that's I think that's perfect. I think it's a perfect way to end that bit and move on to the uh, to the main <laughs> part of the episode. Okay, so after that wild tangent we all just went on, um this week we are talking about the seminal British comic book series, uh, Judge Dredd. Um I'll be honest. Many people I've wouldn't made... even realise it was British. No. No, so it's yeah, so it's part of uh, the 2000 AD comics. It didn't appear in the first ep- uh, issue, actually appeared in the second one. Um, yep. So, as our resident expert, Mike, do you want to uh, give us a bit of a breakdown of the story? Um, I mean, I can sit and read Wikipedia if you want. Um, 
<laughs> but I, what do you want me to tell you about it? He's, okay, what's the basic story? The basic story is mm-hmm. that um, it's been a long time since I've done my research. So basically, yeah. basically, the idea is it's set in the future. Um, crime's absolutely gone off the off the rails. So they basically give these judges the power to one um, set a crime on somebody. So if they're committing a crime, they can tell them you're committing this crime. Then also them through the trial process instantly and decide what their what their sentence is. Sometimes so basically in, the judge. So basically the judge, the jury, and the executioner. Exactly. So mm-hmm. they get to choose instantly what to do. So if it means executing somebody, execute them. Because you've decided it's hammer down, you're gone. If it's you're going to go to prison, it's you're going to go to prison. You're going to get locked up. And the fucking tooled up to the fucking nines as well with amazing yeah. armor and amazing guns. So, yeah, that pretty, that, I think that pretty much covers it. Yeah, uh, I'd probably just say, I mean, what I can go from what I remember is that, it, you know, it's based on the post-apocalyptic future. The remains of mankind are living, don't live in the world. You know, most of the world's been wiped out by nuclear war, and a lot of the what's left society who aren't in the radioactive wasteland live in these big mega cities. And Judge, well, it's called mega. It's called, in, me, it's called mega city one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah um, now I might be completely wrong about this, and. Well, I would say so. Um, so I know from the story from the the movie, the first movie that we'll get onto a little bit later on the film, uh, a little bit later on the episode, uh, is that Judge Dredd is you know he, he is a clone, um, so he was cloned to be the perfect judge. Yeah, he's got uh, a brother, his brother Rico as well. Yeah, in the it. original in the original comic books, he wasn't really no. So, in the original comic books, they would um, actually give him, like, lips, though, and that was to make him... Because it was, it was all black and white. All of the comic mm-hmm. books were black and white. They didn't really want to give him a race, so they would give him big lips and make him look like it was impossible to tell what racial person he was. So... But no, they they did did not specify that he was a clone in the early comics. Okay, well, take the uh, well. That's me corrected uh, like that. But I do know this fact. Um, I just have to just double check it just to make sure. So yeah, so the comics actually are done in real time. You know how like how Spider Man's. I'm constantly reading this. They were quite small, to be honest with you. The original comics were like. Two pages, it's like just one, most yeah, like, on one page. Like yeah, one I think, page like, spread. yeah, because 2000 AD was just basically a, a compendium, wasn't it? So it was just like lots of different stories. 
Um, yeah, so so basically, uh, they would uh, publish in like the Mirror. I think it was. Was it the Mirror? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. In the Mirror newspaper, they would publish like one page, and mm. they'd post or maybe like a two-page spread of two different comics. But yeah, Judge Dredd would get one. And it would be so small, like it'd be like scene, 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 done. I'm just, I'm like, I'm just reading here, uh, just some like facts about the comics. Um, so Judge Dredd, actually, since the first issue, the first like appearance of him, it, he's, it's, it's like he's aged in real time. So every year passes by in you know in reality, in this reality, a year passes by in the the comics. So he's he's a young street judge, a big. A young street judge at the beginning of the series and like he's and by now at this point now he'd be 72 years old um yeah. which is you know which is a fact that's always stuck out with me because like characters like iron man spider-man batman they were just always basically just say the same just age say the aim. yeah 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 but he did he, he did age yeah yeah absolutely um mm-hmm. i don't know whether that was easier or more difficult imagine doing that on like a well, I don't know whether I think it was a weekly thing because I think it was only on the um, the in the Sunday Mirror, so I think it was just a weekly thing. I think it was just a weekly thing. In all honesty, I remember reading it as a kid. I remember my granddad passing me that piece of newspaper and going, "Here's Judge Red." You can read that now. So I was obsessed with it because my granddad would yeah. always pass me that piece of the paper and go here we go here's the comics and i would sit there and read them and garfield was in it as well i think in the same in same. either that or is it in a different one and you just hand me that as well <laughs> but like, i remember my granddad handing me that judge red and garfield to read and i would sit there and read them every weekend i remember me me great hands me me nan, me, my grandmother's sister. She used to work in a paper shop. She like you know, she bring you like magazines, so there's no being old dandy stuff like that, and the ones that didn't yeah, sell. Yeah. One year she brought like a, it was like I think it was like a maybe an annual at the end, but it was like it wasn't it wasn't hardback like the annuals we had when we were kids. It's more like a, a softback. Uh, it was it was a book, but it was you know it was softback. I was just compendium of different uh, things like you know the stories which you read, and I remember being about ten at the time, so it's a can't remember what any of the stories are about, but I end up taking it into you know to primary school, you know, your own reading time well, I, in school, and the teachers took it off me because it was <laughs> too violent. I bought the um, the first like so many years not long ago, and there's like it's the one of five, and it's so thick, it's mm. unbelievable. It's like there's there's so many Judge Dread like comic strips. This thing spans like five different massive like volumes, mm. um, so they they were putting them out like they were very like they were putting them out each week. Like, you gotta think this thing was started in like what nineteen seventy seven. It was um, the seventies, yeah. Yeah, I think it was seventy seven. So this thing had been going for years, and I wasn't born till nineteen eighty three. Probably mm. didn't start reading these things until like maybe 1987. So that's mm-hmm. 10 years past that had already gone. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's 
it's a, it, it's it's lived its life quite a long time, and yeah. it doesn't really get held up like your comic books because it's not it didn't really have the comic book status. It didn't have actual comic books. It has now. Mm. Later on, it it became a comic book. Uh, there was they sold, but at first it was just it was just literally just printed in a newspaper. So I'm just uh, just reading up on some more facts here. So um, what I've got here, one second. So a lot of uh, very famous comic uh, comic book writers actually got the start on Judge Dredd. So you've got um, Gar- you know Garth Ennis who created Preacher. Yeah. he worked on it. Um, okay, now. Let me just get the others up to me a second. Yes, yeah, so it was a... Uh, where the bloody hell is it? Just that up now. Preacher is absolutely... We know how huge Preacher is. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant show. Yeah, so you got... Uh, so you got... So it was... You know, you got all these very famous... You know, some of the biggest names in, in comic books um, yeah. who actually... You know, who actually wrote for Judge Dredd. And you got... Um, you got Garth Ennis... He wrote Preacher. Got Mark Miller, you know, create Kick Ass Wanted. Yeah, yeah. Even you know, and Grant Morrison, you know, who did uh I don't know, Grant Morrison. He did um oh Grant Morrison, he wrote um Oh wrote wrote Superman and Batman Incorporated. He's read Craig's obviously read the same source as I am. Um <laughs> so yeah, he also wrote oh was it Arkham Sound, the serious place on a serious earth. The Arkham Sound, the, the great arty horror. You know, uh, some, great- some, of, some of the greats, basically, have been... Yeah, like, basically. Started out just doing Judge Dredd. And yet, yeah. Judge Dredd doesn't really get that much pushed by people. People don't seem to like it. And I don't understand why, because like I've read a lot of it. And, well, I started to read a lot of it. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> like, it is gruesome. Yeah. It's dark. It's it's everything you'd want from DC, but darker, and it's fucked up. So I don't, I don't really don't get why it didn't take off. Mm. Probably because it, maybe because it was like parents looked at it and went, oh, "Actually, that's a bit too dark for you." <laughs> I'll take that away. No, I'd say I'd say Judge Red is just I mean he's he's mainstream, but he's just not big mainstream. Like, he's had massive crossovers. He's had done crossovers with Alien vs. Predator. Yeah. He's had crossovers with Batman. Yeah. You know, he's had uh, he's had he's had movies, he's had video games, he's had um It's it's not a very it's not a very big thing though, like compared to like what I suppose they don't really have the it's not owned by any big media like company so it's not owned by disney like marvel is now mm-hmm. um and marvel was big anyway before that dc on dc owned by um this is warner brothers, uh, warner brothers yeah. yeah that's the one and like so there's no major corporation that's behind them to push it <clears throat> so it's it's one of them. It's it's just sitting there, and it's like it's so good, and it could be yeah. so much better. It should be mm-hmm. because there needs to be a sequel to that. Oh, Twer- to, to dread, 20, to dread. It yeah, was just, <laughs> yeah. It was yeah awesome. there, need, there needs to be a sequel to dread. <laughs> it was awesome. Like I said, it was right. brilliant. 
So should we get into the film then? Well, the Go first on, film anyway. The first okay. yeah, 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 you're about uh, the... I am the... Yeah. The guy who never takes I, his helmet I off. I don't really want to do this. Taking uh, his helmet uh, off 20 minutes into the movie. Uh, oh. Yeah, fucking like terrible version of Judge Red. Some of it's well, good, uh, to be fair. Some of it's good. Some of it is good, like I said. Don't get me wrong. I the story's quite good. Yeah. Yeah. I can't deny that. And But his version of Judge Red is incredibly wrong. And yet he looks the part. He does. But he does not play him like Judge Red. No. See, Judge although... Red is calculated and thoughtful and he does care about people whereas Stallone plays him as if somebody who doesn't give a shit and that's not how Judge Dredd is Judge Dredd is genuinely he does care although like I think that first movie suffers from what I've always said as well they've, they've tried to be like I said the stuff that works in comics and stuff that just doesn't work in movies like the massive shoulder pads works brilliant in the comics. I just didn't think it worked well in the movie. I wasn't that bothered by that, to be honest. Oh, with you. Yeah, more, I was more bothered by his, his acting as Judge Dredd. It's like, for me, Judge Dredd should be... He's actually quite compassionate. He's not fucking Robocop. True. He, he is a human who does actually care. He does actually... And, and he wants to uphold the law. But he's so obsessed with the law that he will literally make a split decision. But he's going to make it quickly. But he does actually care. He's got human feelings. He's not. He's not a robot. He's going to go. Oh shit! This is fucked up. In these situations, but Stallone plays him like a fucking robot. Yeah. He didn't want to do it, did he? Stallone or something like that, unless he could take the helmet off, apparently. That's what I've heard. Or so he could show his face. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> double whammy. I don't want to fucking, like, shit on Stallone, because there's a lot of Stallone films that I do like, but... <laughs> <sighs> no, you shit hey, well, I'll say about this film, it is a massive guilty pleasure for me. Um... <laughs> It's a film I do enjoy watching. Um, I, I, mean, I like I, it, I, and I like many parts of it. I just don't like Stallone as Judge Dredd. I think he's terrible. The rest well, of the actors, the rest of the film and the storyline is brilliant. Him as Judge Dredd is terrible. Okay. Well, I'm going to go... Later on, like towards the end of the episode, I'm going to go into something that I think that somebody did mention when I'm watching, when I was doing some research on YouTube and watch, you know, watch some reviews of the film. And it's a theory I actually really agree with, but I'll talk about that much later on. But yeah, I think the, the, uh, the, I think the, the, the costumes are brilliant. The, you know, the design, the, I mean, I mean, even though know, the robots and, you know, the, that robot who was the sidekick of Judge Rico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a clone. Yeah, 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 yeah. From, they're, they're, yeah, they're from the war. They, they, so basically, Judge Rico's a clone from Joe Dredd's DNA. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So pretty much 
identical identical to Joe Dredd, but younger. Psychotic. Yeah, and completely fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think the film is. I think Judge Dredd movie is the the nineteen ninety five one. Is it's a guilty pleasure. You know, it's it's very. I mean, the, the costumes very accurate to the film uh, to the comics. Oh yeah, yeah, like like the robots, very accurate to the comic. I mean, see, that's what I was saying before. Like, it is accurate to the comic, but I just don't think it works for the movie. Like, say, I, like some bits I do enjoy that movie and that, but I just don't like it. Like, yeah, it's what fair, it's what those type it, of movies that try to make it from a comic book or something like that. They try to be too accurate to the the comic or whatever they're taking it from, and mm-hmm. some things do exactly work. Right, exactly and some right. Don't, and like. Those mm-hmm. massive shoulder pads just don't work, and like when we get it to the looks, next movie, it looks, it looks stupid. It's, yeah, like it's, it just doesn't work. As, like I said, like, in a comic, a works brilliant. In a film, yeah. it doesn't. That's what I'm saying. In the next movie, like I said his uniform is perfect. <laughs> like, yeah, and it it's not that, and it's exactly it just fits in perfectly. It fits and, per- and like literally, all all they did for the gold is they just called it in gold plate on the yeah. top of it, and it's like a. A soft gold plate that they uh, called in on the top of it, and it's just brilliant. That's all you need. You don't need something that's absolutely. So I was like, I was doing a bit of reading up on the film uh, when we first getting prepared to do the episode a few months ago, and then like this week as well. So it was made. So the film's directed by Danny Cannon. Now, um, interesting thing I did find out what Danny Cannon was. Um, he produced. He was the showrunner for CSI. The original CSI series. Really? Never, never watched mm-hmm. it anyway. <laughs> you never watched the, the original CSI with it? Uh... No. I've watched oh. some of it. I, I, I wasn't a big fan, to be honest with you. No. I watched it. I had an ex-girlfriend who was obsessed with it. Yeah, me too. And, oh my God, it, 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 it was boring to me. I just, mm-hmm. It was the same show every episode. Like... It, didn't like it. Well, I mean, somebody's. What the hell is that? Yeah, what is that? Craig, it's probably me. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even do anything. <laughs> it went. Yeah, <laughs> like, it sounded. It sounded like somebody opened a can of coke. No, I didn't even do anything. I turned my head. That's it. <laughs> I can't see a doctor. Then if you if that if you if your Jesus head. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, it was my neck. It wasn't the mic, it was my neck. He's like, I've got Apple earphones. I've got Apple earphones. These are fucking amazing. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll go back to my Bluetooth ones next week. Um, but he's not made many films. He's made six films throughout his career. He's mainly worked in TV. He's done work on Gotham. Um, Gotham, CSI Miami, CSI New York, um, 11th Hour, The Forgotten, Dark Blue, Nikita, Shameless, the American one, not British. Where's that um, Nikita? The, the, the TV says Pennyworth and that new shitty one called Gotham wow. Nights. Oh. Um, yeah, he's the showrunner for that as well, apparently, the executive producer. But he made like two other, like one, another one of my like guilty pleasure films. And he made a film that I, 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 I used to love watching. And that was a film called Goal. And it's from 2005, about a Mexican, a young Mexican lad who comes over to play for Newcastle United. You ever seen it? Haven't. 
But I no, it's a really good now, film. No, no, that that sounds like a fucking really good film. Is that like uh, one of the uh, Channel Four like specials or something? Is it, I think it was made by Channel Four, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it because I love films like that. Like, there's so many good films that have been made by Channel Four. They've they've invested in people and just gone. Yeah, we'll let you make it. We'll pay for it. There's so many fucking good films that they've done. Uh, one of my favourite ones was um, Purely Belter, I think it was called. No, it is. It's it's called purely, purely Belter. And it was about two little like lads that were massive, massive like Newcastle fans. Um, and they are little tearaways, basically. Um, and they're going to... Uh, uh, like correction stuff. Um, thank you. Um, they and, and in in the correctional facility, they say to them, "Well, if you do good for like a month, we'll get you tickets for the game." And they're like, "Okay," and they they they, they do great in in the game. Uh, like for the sorry, they do great for like a month, and they they, they give them Sunderland tickets. Fuck yeah. Oh, no, no, no. They give them tickets to see Sunderland versus Newcastle, but in the Sunderland oh. end. <laughs> it's so fucked. It's like, but right at the start of the TV show, literally, they're just chatting to each other, going, um, go on, dig it, dig it up now, dig it. Basically, they've sneaked into Newcastle's ground and they're stealing the penalty, penalty spot, and he buries it, he puts it in his mum's front garden. <laughs> It's so fucking good. Just look on here. I mean, you know, Film Four's made so many brilliant films, like you know, the In Betweeners movies, um, Sean the Dead. Genuinely, like some of the best fucking films ever. Like genuinely, like some of the best films ever. I've been mean, Train Spotting. Train Spotting. Um, uh, Attack the Block. I think that was Channel Four as well. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, Pretty sure the me that the Banshees that one that was like up for like all the Oscars, the Banshees of Inner Sheeran as well. That that was produced yeah. by Film Four as well. Yeah, the fact is, they, they they literally put money into decent films that would not get they, they wouldn't get made otherwise, they wouldn't have the money to make them. But no, Channel Four, I'd like, yeah, we'll put money into it. I've got to fucking give Channel 4 fucking credit. They are fucking the, the the TV channel that actually gives back. Yeah. The the TV channel that like made the Paralympics actually focused on until Channel 4 actually focused on the Paralympics. Nobody else did. No, so, I suppose you're right there, yeah. No, they did. They didn't. Nobody else focused on the Paralympics until Channel Four did. They, they genuinely, they are the best TV channel, and they give back to the community so much, and people don't even realize it. They genuinely are the best TV channel. Okay, well, I think I think we've just we've gone back on another tangent. Let's, let's, let's we have definitely gone off on the tangents. <laughs> we've gone. Before we move on to the to the 
the 2012 film. Can we talk about Judge Rico? What would you like to talk about, Judge Rico? Because uh, Amanda Sante, who played Judge Rico, I think possibly tried to chew the scenery more than Sylvester Stallone did. The, his betray- I think is is she does a bit. Just, to be fair, to be fair, she does a bit. Like she does. He hammed it up massively. Yeah. Like when he you betrayed the law, and he goes the law, and he does an impression of him, and he it just every time I watch it, it cracks me up. I think that was done on purpose. And I think it was funny, to be honest. Mm, but yeah. I don't know. Like, it, it, mm, you have to, like. I really have, liked it. Yeah, I thought it was funny, to be fair. To be fair. Yeah. And maybe it was done on purpose. And maybe you, you don't know. There's no. I've not watched any of these sort of like behind the scenes stuff or anything like that. So. Yeah, but, you know, I, I mean, I remember me when I, I used to buy, you know, when DVDs first came out, and you know, when they, they had all like the, the, you know, the spec, you know, the extras, all the documentaries. Well, I, I, I've, I've literally got the, I have it on DVD with all the extras. I've just never watched the extras, but I should sit there and watch them. I will sit there and watch them, and I will find out whether that was intentional. Yeah, I think it probably um, was. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, um, I think. The favorite, my favorite part of that film was that scene when Judge Dredd and Rico are having the, the confrontation, and he just goes, "You betrayed the law," and he goes, "The law." It's just, yeah. it, it just every time I see it, it cracks me up. I probably am, <laughs> and I'll, you know, for, for the for the listeners at you know at home or out and about, I am just gonna right now after this, I'm just gonna play a quick clip of it. Of that you know bit soundbite for that just so they can they can hear it for themselves um okay then so let's oh yeah one last thing as well what the fuck were they doing putting rob schneider in that film rob, trying to make it good and if to be fair mm. rob schneider doesn't actually play a bad character in it i just I didn't like the fact that he put a comic relief in it what why i just it, 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 I think it just—I don't know. It, it, it was always no, 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 no. You're wrong. You're wrong here, because there wrong. was always comic relief in the comic books. There was always a random guy like who was a little bit wacky in the background, mm. saying something stupid. So if you read the original comic books, I will. Do you know what? I'm going to lend you the first like edition, mm-hmm. all the comic books that they actually released. They weren't yeah. comic books, but comic strips that they released. I'll lend you that, and then you tell me afterwards whether that was a good idea or a bad idea. It was a good idea because that happened a lot in the comic strips. Someone would say something stupid in the background and just be like comic relief. You can't. Okay. okay. You can't cr- criticize them for actually being accurate to the comic book. I will say this as well, just one last point. He did actually kill him off in the original uh, cut of the film, but they actually brought him out and they re- did a reshoot. Yeah, uh, fair, a re-shoot. yeah, yeah. to be fair, yeah. he, should have, he should be dead. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so let's move on to Dread from 2012, starring Keith Urban um, from Star Trek, 
from Keith Lord of the Rings. Keith Urban. Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Keith Urban is the cold kid and his husband, the, uh, yeah. well, uh, the Australian country yeah, western singer. Where the singer. fuck does Keith come from? Carl Urban. I'd go gay for Carl Urban. He is a, he is a okay. handsome bugger. He is. Okay, like, I, just, would, just... I, would, I would bend over, spread my cheeks, and be like, Carl, come inside. Dry <laughs> too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh. Posh it in, Correct. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, please stop. Um, fuck, we're on. Yeah, so let's go back. Let's, let's, let's backtrack a little bit. So, yeah, uh, in 2012... There was a remake called Dread, uh, or Dread 3D, uh, when it was released in certain cinemas. Yeah, and it is actually better in 3D. It is good. It's because it's made for that 3D of it all so, as well, ain't it? It oh. wasn't until recently that I actually watched it in 3D via using my uh, Oculus um, mm-hmm. well, Quest, the Quest 2. You can download it in 3D and watch mm. it with the Quest 2 like you're sitting in the cinema. Oh my god, it's so much better. Yeah, and it's a great it film. It's a great fucking film anyway. Yeah. But like the 3D is impeccable. Like it's genuinely the best 3D film I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> it's a good film. It's it's what you need in a dreadmer. Shoot them up. That's all you need. <laughs> like it's just one. It's on. a fucking it's a dread film. Like yeah, you, just what you what do you expect? Up. Like like he pulls the face off brilliantly, Carl. Um, the outfits are brilliant to it. His weapons are brilliant. Like I said, and the whole bit, and it's literally just shot in a building. Like it's kind of Talk like Diane. Gone. Talk <laughs> yeah. to his gun. Like tells his gun what to do. Like it's so fucking good. It's literally it's just shot in a building. That's good. like just how you could just make something be shot in one building and make a full movie and make it really good. That's Yeah, and it's specifically brilliant. And there should be a sequel. To it, there should be. If there, isn't, if there isn't a sequel, we should buy it. <laughs> well, to be fair, I think they have been trying to make a sequel. They are trying to, trying to do a live-action TV series, which Carl Urban has said he would like to appear in it as Dread. Uh, it's called Mega City One, I think. Yeah, they are. No, 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 no. I don't want to see. I don't, I don't want to see a live-action TV series. No, fuck that. I want to see a film, a full-fledged film. I don't want to see a fucking live-action TV series with different fucking judges. I want to see Carl mm. Urban playing Judge Dread. Kicking ass as per usual. I don't want to watch a Judge Dread fucking side story. That's not why I'm into Judge Dread. I'm into Judge Dread because of Judge Dread. It is good. He's the the specific reason to watch it because he's lethal. What I've always thought is a weird thing in that movie, though, as well, like the drug slow mo. Yeah. Mm hmm. When she dies at the end, uh, Mama, yeah. when she gets thrown off the top... Um, she goes through the glass. Well, she, she hits the concrete. Well, he throws her over the, the balcony, he throws her through. He throws her, throws her through the glass window, doesn't he? No, he just throws her over the balcony. It, um, he, he doesn't I mean, throw... He, he's got, she's got a tracker on a heartbeat, 
and he just throws her over the oh, balcony. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because like she says, like it's um, all rigged up to blow up. If it's all rigged stops. to blow up, yeah. so he just shoves her off. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's basically <laughs> he's like, like um, he's like, will the signal well, get through? Like some amount of concrete from, or from this yeah. distance. <laughs> yeah, but what I, he gives a slow mo from the um, just as he falls down, and it's it basically makes your brain move slow feel like it's moving slower doesn't it so so yeah. basically what like i know it probably stops straight away when it hits the floor but obviously um uh, the time she hits the floor in her head she's still at the top seeing it so do you reckon do you reckon the brain still works a bit though until she goes all until she it catches up or do you think it stops straight away then once no, it goes oh, that's a really good question. That's what I mean. It is weird to think that it is, it is meant to make the brain feel like it's moving slower. So, so basically, when she hits the floor, so she, she's still she, really, so the really, she would have died like quarter of the way down. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. And just so, be, so, and just be, just be completely out. That's so what I mean. So the time she, she hits wouldn't the floor, have experienced her, her brain still like. Three quarters of the way up, isn't it? Well, so that's what, what I mean. if it's <laughs> no, what if it's yeah, but thing is, though, I've taken magic mushrooms and it, do, it does have that effect of feeling like it's time slowed down, but not actually. So yeah. it could just be that you perceived it, your brain perceived it that way. But it wasn't actually. Yeah. So, no, it's just it's just one. It's something that I was trying to figure out. I mean, it's like one of those weird things. Like, does it, it actually? It, it could just be that like that, that your brain perceived it as being yeah. slow, and True. actually just went just normal speed. Right. Uh, I think me and you have had very different experiences with magic mushrooms. I've taken them many times. Okay, um, I've only taken them once, and once was enough. Did I, did I ever tell you the story <laughs> what happened? Yeah, fucking wimp. Yeah, did I ever tell you the story of what happened? No. Okay, so um, it was the summer. Uh, it was the summer. I was about maybe 18, 19. Uh, it was at a friend's house. We were watching American Werewolf in London. I hate that film anyway. So, you know, I've, I've, if anybody knows me, I've got I a love thing that about, film. I've got, a, oh. I've got a thing about yellow eyes. Yellow I want to hurt you. I mean, Okay, um, you can't you can't hate American Werewolf. I don't hate it. Films. It's one of the most yeah. It's one of the most terrifying films I've ever seen, and I think because at a young age I watched, I saw um, Michael Jackson's Thriller. You know the bit where he falls to the ground, turns around, he's got bright yellow eyes and mouthful of teeth. Because oh, yeah, um, that's scary, isn't it? Like, but American yeah. Werewolf. How did you fucking connect that with American Werewolf in London? Because he has that dream when he's in the uh, when he's in the middle of the forest in the hospital bed, he opens his eyes. He's got bright mouthful of sharp teeth and bright yellow eyes, and that's always just haunted me ever since. It's not the same. It is. So anyway, so we have a, a mushy brew, um, and I decided to walk home from Frodgham all the way to <laughs> my house in Runcorn. That middle was your summer. first mistake. Middle of summer. That, that, that was your first walking home on your own after taking magic mushrooms. Okay, right. So I decided to take a shortcut over Frodham Golf Course. That's um, not a shortcut. Okay, I well, you know what, I was. Yeah, you were mushroom. Okay, yeah. okay, so um, 
next thing you know, I just heard this big crack. And so I'm walking across these fields, pitch black, two o'clock in the morning. And there's a thunderstorm going on me. I'm absolutely soaked. And all I can hear is this growling behind me. And it just, for some reason, I just see this breath. And, um, I just remember bolting it across, being too scared to look behind me. And just bolted and I shot. I must. I, I, I jumped through a hedge. So I leapt through this hedge. I was covered in cuts. And the, I startled this young couple. And I just screamed at them and said, run, <laughs> run, the world is going to bump me. So, you know, so I shot up like... You shot up? Paper. No, oh, I like shot No, like I shot up the road like a bat out of hell. Okay. All the way through Sutton Weaver, across Brookvale, and I didn't make it home. I woke up. You know the the woods near Runcorn East Station? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's before it's all been gentrified. Now it's got like a nice little yeah, path yeah, through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a ditch. The next morning, covered in mud. Covered in cuts. I remember walking through me, walking through me, I mean, luckily my parents were away at the time, and I just, but the neighbours saw me, and they must have saw me as a stake, so I was just covered head to toe. What the hell? <laughs> like, how do you get that bad? Right, I'll tell you one thing that happened to me on Magic Mushrooms, um, which was incredibly funny. Um, it was like... Probably the third time I'd taken them. I was over at a friend's house and it was New Year's Eve. Um, and he had a load of magic mushrooms and we, we, we cooked them up and we made ourselves some drinks. And we, we were sitting there drinking them and we finished them. Then we had a few joints, smoked a bit of weed. But then his parents came back early, they were having an argument. Yeah. His parents came back early and were having an argument and they were absolutely going at each other. Um, like, they were not happy. And we were like, we should probably leave because we were staying in, like, in, in this large room. And there's like seven of us. And I was like, I think we should leave because this is not very good. Then... His mum banged on on the door and went, "You mates have to go." And we were like, "Okay, well, we have to go." We'd not long taken these mushrooms, so I rang a taxi for myself. Taxi came, got in the taxi, heading home. It was only from Sutton Weaver to like Norton, so it's not not too long. And the um, taxi driver, as I was driving, as he was driving me home, I started coming up off the mushrooms, and taxi driver started going, "I am not going to pick you up, just from round the corner for taking you to two minutes, and expecting to get no money whatsoever. Are you fucking stupid?" Are you fucking stupid? I am not just picking you up from one place and taking you just around the corner. And I'm in the back going, what the fuck? This guy's shouting at me. Why is he shouting at me? 
So I went, well, tell you what, just drop me off here. And, you, like, I'll just walk it. And he turned around, looked at me, put his hand on his ear and went, I'm talking on my headset. <laughs> he was talking to his brother. His brother was asking him to pick him up. And I was freaking out. Yeah, no, no, no. It gets even fucking better. Like, we got back, and I said to the taxi driver, I'm sorry, I've I've talked magic mushrooms, and that's why I'm, like, I'm out of it a little bit. Paid him. I gave him a a fucking good tip. Um, I run back into um, my parents' house that I was living in at the time. But it was New Year's Eve, and it was getting towards, sorry, it was getting towards 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock hit, and obviously all the fireworks go off, don't they? Mm-hmm. I kept all the lights off in the house, and I was walking around the house. It felt like I was walking through ghosts. I was walking, like, around the house, and it felt like there was, like, ghosts walking through me. And I could hear all the fireworks going off and I could see the flashes and stuff. And I was just sort of like, I was so mesmerized by like these like millions of ghosts that were just walking through me. And like, it was, it was insane. So where do you say about millions of ghosts walking through you? Because I got the Blade movie on and it's the bit where Deacon Frost has all those weird bats flying through him towards yeah. the end. <laughs> so it was so fucked up, and it was like I could actually feel them moving through me, like each person, like as I was moving forward. All right, keep that one in, then Ian. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, we. I think we. Yeah, we we'll keep these stories in. Definitely. If you want to keep story in, uh, tell me about my splinter rat. <laughs> oh fucking! Hell, you didn't explain that. <laughs> no, there's no explaining it. I can only send the video. I might have to watch it. <laughs> I'll put it on the, the thing you're now. Let's have a look. Oh my god! I found um, a CD the other day, and it was um, it was a video that I made in college, where I was the actor, and it's called the Hot Date. And oh, so you, you told us about the story. I think you told us yeah. about this, so you told found, me about it. I've, anyway. I've actually, I've actually found the scene. <coughs> oh my of the word! Recording. Yeah, it's in QuickTime and uh, it's terrible quality, but I found, I found a copy of it. So well, have a quick look at that. That video is something that we need to, we need to like. You guys need to definitely see this. Like I said, have a quick look at that video. That I've just put on the chat. I can listen to the noise. I've seen this. You can't have seen it. Oh. I'm watching it now. Sorry. You'll hear a noise in a minute. Yeah. They... Sounds like a marble rolling. Told you, have got studio headphones. So, basically, that's it then. You don't hear anything else much after that. Oh, so... it's just a marble rolling. But, yeah, it's quite loud, ain't it? Yeah. So, um, my family used to own a furniture shop in Witness called Sexton's, um, and my auntie rents the building out to someone else now. Um, and the woman who was there sent that video to my auntie in the cellar. That's a rat dragging a glass bottle around. <laughs> so nice. It's not a, ma- it's not a marble. 
it's a rat dragging a glass bottle around. Do you know what's do you know what's really funny? Splinter from the turtles. Do you, want, do you want to hear something really funny though, Craig? Like when I worked in Balfour Street in uh, the old town, it's like just behind the station. Um, they had a massive rat that kept coming into the shop, and we came in one morning and it was a loaf of bread that had been taken off the shelves, dragged probably about 20 meters and half eaten. So we watched the camera. This massive rat comes in, takes this like loaf of bread off the shelf. And it's like the third shelf up. It's not like it's the bottom shelf. It goes for the freshest bread. <laughs> Three shelves up, takes it off, drags it across the shop and starts munching on it. So we were like, what do we do about this? So obviously you call the exterminators. Um, and they came and their idea was put glue boards down. They were like, the best thing to catch them is glue boards because they get stuck on them and there's literally no way for them to escape. So we'll put glue boards down. So they put glue boards up the top of the stairs, like going into the top of the, uh, cause upstairs was like where the toilets were. And there was like a couple of other rooms that were condemned. And um, downstairs was the shop and the back of the shop. Um, the next day I come into work and um, I'm working. And one of the girls goes, I need to go to the loo. And so, well, I'll take over the tills. And then about three minutes later, I heard she'd gone up the stairs literally tripped over put her knees and her hands straight into one of these fucking sticky rat traps <laughs> oh. <laughs> she was literally stuck to this rat board like, Fuck yeah. <laughs> I went up and I was just howling laughing she was like is that funny I was like it fucking is <laughs> it is funny He's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm gonna have to send you home to wash this off, but like it's fucking hilarious. It was oh, so fucking stupidly funny. She was stuck to the board <laughs> completely. <laughs> Hands and knees. Silly bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. Okay, um, we need to drag this back in again. <laughs> we've gone back on another fucking tangent oh well keep it in um, yeah I'm going to keep it in trust me it's fine I'm going to keep it in just need to you said the movie's good that's it it just needs a sequel <laughs> yeah I don't, okay. I don't think we've uh, said anything bad okay well I am going to present my before we wrap up I'm going to present my my idea okay so Keith Urban fucking hell Carl Urban Carl Urban. Keith, yeah. Keith Urban, yeah, 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 yeah. He did that yeah. film, didn't he? Um, Escape from New York. Not fucking deep cuts. Get it out. Okay, so Carl Urban. Yeah, okay. Out of the two portrayals, he is by far the best, especially down to his, you know, the the 
the, you know, the map. Well, they put this the mouth acting. Oh, well, the they, mouth, they, yeah. They, they, yeah, the mouth acting was just. Apparently, he can only do it for so long as well. Looks at it hurt his mouth. I bet it did. <laughs> so, Keith Urban. Fuck it, I keep saying it again. Oh, what was up in my brain tonight? Right. Carl Urban was really, you know, was, was, yeah, pitch perfect. Absolutely brilliant judge strep. Okay. So, what I would say is put the actors from Dread into the storyline from Judge Dread with the all the costumes and sets. I think that would be the perfect film. So, what, so, so the actors from Dread into Judge Dread? Yeah, with the, that storyline. With those yeah, sets, with those costumes. With, with the original costumes? Yeah. No. Nah, because really? the thing is, though... No. It, that, the, it was thing, so the, bad. The thing is, like, the, story, the, the movie's good if it, was, if it wasn't basically Judge Dread, if it wasn't based on it, because the fact that he would have had to take his helmet off and he doesn't take his helmet off. No, I'm saying... He, okay. Okay, maybe I'm getting this wrong. That, but he keeps his helmet on. But he no, couldn't. It won't no work way. in that story. It just won't work in that story, though, then, because oh, as soon as he gets arrested, he has to take his helmet off. It just won't work. I did, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with Craig on this. Like um, I said, um, wrong. like I said, it's it's good as a movie. Like I said, don't get me wrong. I think the movie's good, but it shouldn't be called mm-hmm. Judge Dread. It, it should be just basically like another movie, like, but it, uh, it's just used his name to try and sell. Dread but, was fantastic because it actually kept exactly what the comic book actually wanted to do. And it elaborated on it for film. So it was good. It was actually, it felt like a comic book as well. Like it genuinely did. Like each scene looked like something that you would read from a comic book. It was perfect. I don't think Dread. I don't think Judge Dread actually did that. Yes, they followed the style and stuff, but like, does it matter? Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I, I, it was just a theory that somebody said in a video, and you know what? I actually agreed with it. Um, uh, maybe well, do I a just, story. I, I fully disagree with it. Okay, well, that's free. We, we can't agree on everything. Well, that's kind of what this podcast is about. Oh, <laughs> okay, well, let's wrap it up for this week. So we have been talking about Judge Dredd, and the next episode we will be discussing the Indiana, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. <laughs> Please stop it. It sounds absolutely fucking awful. I know it's terrible. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. No, no, Craig was doing it wrong. And you were doing it wrong. Well, I know I was doing it wrong. I was doing it wrong on purpose. Yeah, but Craig wasn't. You just you get the wrong. You're doing the notes wrong. That's what you're doing wrong. Well, yeah, of course I'm doing the notes wrong. I'm not going to be. Perfect on the fucking notes, am I? I Everybody should be perfect on notes. It's one of the most famous th- film tunes of all time. <sighs> it's actually crazy. Dun, 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 dun. 
There you go. See, you got it right there. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Exactly yeah, no, you actually both got it wrong. But okay. Oh, Fuck you, Mike. You're both tone deaf. Oh, I'm tone deaf. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers. Craig, you're you're tone deaf for like music and impressions. No, yeah, I know. I can't be shit. <laughs> I'm gonna allow him to do that. I'm the shit. <laughs> I can't do impressions mm. either. Like, Ian keeps making me do impressions, but I'm shit at them. No, your, your skeletal is spot on. It's fucking normal. <laughs> I've had comments saying how brilliant it is. Why though? Like, it's so bad. But it's, it, it's so bad, it's good, it's brilliant, it's perfect. Okay, Bye. so uh, I've been here in Duffy and I've been joined by Mike Shelshire. And it's goodbye from me and Skeletor. Your earlobes are the same distance apart as your nipples. And tell me it again. <laughs> He's also been joined by Craig Edwards. Au revoir. Okay, I will catch you next episode. When, like, like I said earlier, we'll be discussing Indiana Jones. Bye for now. <laughs> What what time? Sorry, when is it again? <laughs> okay, so Michael, you also the uh, no no the 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 date the, 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 the twenty eighth twenty 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 eighth of July twenty twenty three. Twenty eighth of July. Okay. Michael, you can play Bob. The episode is not out until the twenty eighth of July. Not June. You can play idiot. You motherfucking. Stupid motherfucker! Okay. Please keep it here. <laughs> 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 okay, yeah, I'm keeping that in. <laughs> right, I better go watch the Indiana Jones films now. The revolution will not be televised. It will be podcasted. And remember, a handjob from a deaf person counts as our all until we meet again. <laughs> The Dean's Dance Way Back is brought to you by Studio Race School.